Hey everyone, on today's episode, I sit down with John Rule, an author of Giftology, and he walks all through the strategy behind it, gifting your clients. Check it out. Hey everyone, welcome back to Contractor Growth Network. I am Logan Schenholzer, and today I am being joined by John Rulin, who has a book called Giftology, and we're going to be running through all things gifting for clients. It's a topic I've talked about a few times on the podcast, and it's always done very well, so I figured I'd get the uh, the man, the myth, the legend on here to, to have you guys hear it for yourself. So, John, welcome, man. Hey, Logan. Thanks for having me, man. I uh, appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, dude. So I, I've I've brought this topic up a couple times before, and I, I can't wait to jump into it. But just to kind of give a an overview to everybody who John Rulin is, what your background is, would you mind just kind of telling everybody how you got to the point where you are now? Yeah. Well, uh, it's funny. Like we get to speak all over the world, and when I get introduced, and people are like, "Man, this guy's going to talk for you know fifteen, thirty, sixty, ninety minutes on gifting," like. Like they're tempted to hit the snooze button or leave the conference because they're like, man, that sounds like a weak, you know, like warm, fuzzy thing. Um, but, you know, at, at a core level, um, nobody cares about gifts, but everybody cares about relationships or outcomes, you know, referrals and deals closed and, and engagement or loyalty. So um, I learned what I teach now uh, and have been teaching for going on almost 20 years. I started this business when I was 20 years old. Um, as a farm kid from Ohio, I grew up on a farm milking goats. So people are like, how did you go from being like milking goats on this 47 acre farm to like working with like the, you know, the Chicago Cubs and small startups and, you know, people in the construction industry, you know, across the board. And I'm like, well, I was going to go be a doctor, uh, cause I hated blue collar work. I hated, uh, baling hay in the summers and we had a wonderful garden and my mentor was my girlfriend's dad. He was an attorney. And he was a rainmaker. He was like, you know, this crazy generous guy. And every deal in town came his way. And I pitched him the idea of giving away Cutco knives when I interned with Cutco, kind of out of desperation to pay for med school. And he changed my life forever. I thought all of his clients are men. They're all like, they own insurance companies, lumber yards, home builders, financial advisor firms. I thought they're all dudes. They're all into the outdoors. Maybe he'll have mercy on me and order a, a hundred Cutco pocket knives. And uh, Paul was about 60 at the time. He got this little twinkle in his eye. It didn't make me feel uncomfortable, even though it was like really awkward to pitch your girlfriend's bad knives. Like that's one of the weirder conversations I've ever had. <laughs> and uh, but Paul was uh, Paul was like, John, I don't want to wear pocket knives. Got to wear paring knives. I'm like, Paul, like I'll sell you as many paring knives as you want, but why would you like that? Why would you give a bunch of kitchen tools away to a bunch of dudes? That's weird. And he said, John, in 35 years in business, the reason I have more referrals, deal flow, access. Uh, as I found out a simple truth, and that's if you take care of the family in business, everything else takes care of itself. And so that was like the lightning bolt moment where I realized it wasn't about the knives. Although to this day, you know, our gifting service, whether we're working with a solopreneur or a billion dollar company, we still sell millions of dollars of the stupid knives, but it will, it's never been about the knife. The knife is just the delivery vehicle to stand out, to communicate to the other person, whether it's the client, the employee, whoever, that they matter that their family matters, that, you know, it communicates value and congruency. You know, everybody says they're best in class and world class and all about gratitude and appreciation. But most people in business suck at showing gratitude. Like they send out gift cards to people or they give, you know, crappy t-shirts with their logo on it and they think they're gifting and they're actually damaging relationships. And I learned that early from Paul, like he was great at understanding these relationships. And so we decided 
in college to build a business around using gifting and gratitude, not swag, not trinkets, not promotional items, but real gifts as a way to grow companies. And, um, and so I became Cutco's number one distributor out of 1.5 million reps in their 70 year history because we developed a methodology and a system that we now call giftology. But early on, it was just, you know, how to use gifts and gratitude to, uh, to grow a company. So it all started back 20 years ago in Ohio. So you, you actually became number one in Cutco, not by just like slamming door after door, but the actual idea of gifting everybody using Cutco as like the vehicle to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were good at selling knives. I mean, Cutco has, mm-hmm. in my opinion, the best sales training and personal development training on the, on the planet for college kids or, you know, high school seniors. It's amazing. It's like world renowned. I mean, you know, Northwestern Mutual and Enterprise Rent-A-Car, like they recruit heavily from Cutco because they're like, man, if somebody can go out and do that, uh, they, they can handle objections. They, you know, they have grit, they have tenacity, you know, they're personable, they can build relationships. So, um, but I realized early on, you could sell one set at a time to a homeowner, mm-hmm. you know, for their kitchen, for their cells, for the next, you know, that they'll have for the rest of their lives. Or I could go, you know, I started to target construction companies, lumber yards, uh, insurance companies. And I said, Hey, you know, like you, you have a, you know, a hundred sales reps, you, you know, how are you getting the amount of referrals that you want? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, Hey, you know, you know how I got to you. And they're like, by using gifts. I'm like, yep. Imagine if you did that to all of your clients and that, you know, so I started to get home builders and different people to realize that, you know, given a fruit basket or a gift card or some piece of swag wasn't going to work if they really wanted to build these amazing relationships and stand out from the noise. And so I started to sell a thousand knife sets at a time or 250 knife sets at a time that were personally engraved and all these other things. And so we started to land, I mean, Cutco initially, they thought the orders were fraud. They thought I'd stolen a credit card. Mm-hmm. because they'd never seen an order that big before. Uh, but by the time I was a senior, I started to partner with the owners of the company and, and started to teach on it and, and realize like there's a million companies. If you want to order a fruit basket or a bottle of wine or some crappy swag on Amazon, but there's nobody out there really teaching people how to use gifting as a way to, as a marketing tool, really. And, uh, and so we started to get literally like, you know, people using the knives and, and even some other things um, to get a thousand extra turn on their investment from their marketing or relationship building budget. And people, the word started to spread and we started to get into professional sports teams. So we, we've worked with 25 pro sports teams, but it all starts back to what I learned in Cutco and what I learned from my mentors and kind of the trial and error of figuring out how to teach this. So how do you get somebody to, to see the light? Because I know for me, so when I read, after I read, so just so you guys know, I've read Giftology three times. Um, and if you're listening to this and you're part of our book club, you would have already read it as well. I I look at this more so as like a mindset, if you will, because I've done, I've used John's group for Cutco and I've gifted it. And whenever they pull the knife out, they text me a picture of the knife to say, hey, I just want to thank you again. And it's it's year after year after year. I get the same picture, but every time it you know I I they use it, I get another reminder that they're thinking of me. So it's a fantastic tool. But yep. for you, John, how do you how do you teach this to somebody or get them in the mindset that gifting isn't just like a one time thing or a little tchotchke thing, and it just it just happens at Christmas? How do you actually get them into the mindset that this is like 
somebody that you actually become, I guess, if you will. Yeah. I mean, I, I tell people all the time, like if you're a douchebag or a, you know, Ebenezer Scrooge and you try to use this as a tactic, it's not going to work. Like people see through that. Like if you suck mm-hmm. at business or, you know, I don't care what you are, if you don't have a good product or good service, you know, and you try to like cover up your, all of your issues with gifting, people just be like, why don't you build my house? Like, why don't you just like, yeah. come fix my house or my roof? Or why don't you like, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're a stockbroker, like return my phone call. Yeah. But what we've realized is that um, one, you have to model and practice what you preach. So like my gifting budget in college was $500 a month. And that's a lot of money for a college kid, you know, six that's grand a, a year, yeah. um, you know, but I, but I, but people would receive a gift, a true gift, not trinkets, not tchotchkes, not stuff with your logo on it. And, uh, and people would be blown away. So I'd take, you know, I'd get a meeting with somebody who'd be like a, you know, $10 million business. And I, I wouldn't ask for anything other than this time. And then I would send a $250, you know, Cutco carving set to the guy with personalized with his wife's name, whatever else, saying thanks for carving out the time. I know your time's valuable. And the CEO would be like blown away. They'd be like, this is nicer than, like, I'd buy $2 million worth of siding off this company and they don't even do it. They, you know, they send me a freaking you know, box of peanut brittle. And you just, <laughs> you took 30 minutes of my time and you sent me a nicer gift than I've ever received in business. <laughs> and then my wife is, wants to meet you and she's in, she's never met you before. And like, she's can't stop talking about you. So a lot of what we teach is best. You know, it's one thing to read in a book. It's another thing for people to experience it firsthand and to see like, you know, that top of mind awareness, everybody wants referrals, but most people suck at being top of mind because there's so much noise. And so like your example of the knife and people texting pictures, like when you start to think about, and I walk people through the metrics of imagine if your, your ideal client and employee and prospect and referral source thought of you once a day for the next 10 years, what would that be worth to you? And you know, 3,600 thoughts. And they're like a lot of money because most people are like, well, I'll just check the box and send the bo- you know, the bottle of wine for 50 bucks. And they think, well, John, you're expensive because you charge $250 for that gift, that knife or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, it's five times more in the short term, but my cost per impression is like two cents. And your cost per impression is $50. Mm-hmm. Over time, if you're playing the long game of business, who's going to win? I, my clients are going to win because I'm helping them remain top of mind for decades versus five minutes. And so I think when I walk people through the methodology and say, hey, you know, how do you feel when your vendor gave you that stupid jacket with a logo the size of a softball on it? How'd you mm-hmm. feel? What'd you do with that jacket? You probably gave it to goodwill or you stuck it in the closet never to be pulled out again or you, you know, your dogs are sleeping on it your clients are going to feel the same way if you send out gifts that have your logo on it. Cause a gift by its very nature is recipient focused. Like you'd never go to a wedding, even if you're the tackiest person on the planet and give a Tiffany's vase with like your logo on it to the couple. Like that'd be dumb. Like that'd be like, they, they would be like, what are you, ta- what are you doing? But in <laughs> yeah. business, we think we can get away with stuff and call it marketing or branding. And what we're really doing is devaluing. We're spending money to devalue our relationships and we think we're marketing or branding and we wonder why our business isn't growing and why we're not getting referrals. We're spending money to piss people off. And we don't think of it that way, but we do things in our business life we'd never do personally. And, and I, I talk to CEOs and executives all the time. And oh, you know, I spoke at Google. I just spoke at this big group of insurance advisors and they, a bunch of them had their wives there. And the wives came up to me and they're like, John, I've been telling my husband this for 17 years that he's an idiot for sending out gift cards or he's an idiot for putting his logo on it. 
And I was elbowing him nonstop during your keynote because everything you've said, I've been trying to tell him. And so what we're teaching isn't rocket science, but most people in business, especially dudes, but, but even women you know, in leadership positions think that they're branding or marketing. And nobody ever says, you know, writes a letter and says, I actually thought less of you when I received your gift because that's mean. But, that, but that's exactly what's going through a lot of clients. Like I see home builders do it all the time. Like they spent, you know, it's the largest purchase of your life. You know, you spend 250 grand or half a million dollars and somebody gives you, you know, a fruit basket of, you know, that costs 75 bucks. And the, the builder thinks they're amazing. And the, the person who's receiving it's like, are you serious? I just spent 300 grand and your way of showing gratitude is with some like, you know, half thought out fruit basket with a typed out card. Like that's how you're going to wow me and encourage me to go tell my friends about you. Are you insane? But that's what's going through people's minds. So the more I, I get out there and speak and the more people hear or listen to shows and podcasts and media and whatever else, or they experience the gift, the more they're like, wow, you're right. This makes logical sense, but nobody's ever said this before. So I love that because it's, it's totally true. I've, I think as a small business owner, for me personally, it's it's not that I don't want to gift. It's the fact that I haven't ne- like you never sat down and like thought about the strategy behind it or like actually organized it. Because I think most people that start a company, they're not naturally organizers, or at least not the people that I know. But I, for me, whenever I build yep. a website for a, a contractor, I always get them a. Uh, a Yeti mug, like a nice uh, Yeti tumbler that has their logo on it and it has their last name on it. And we write a handwritten note and then ship it out to them. And just this yep. morning I had, I sent that out. I set up one for him and his wife and he takes a picture of the two mugs with the handwritten card posted up into a, a Facebook group that I'm part of where there's 300 potential other prospects that have the money that know they need a website. <laughs> and he goes, I just want to thank Logan and Melissa for doing this. By the way, here's a link to my website. Can't wait to keep working with you guys. And that cost me 50 bucks for the first one, 40 bucks for the second mug, plus shipping all in all $105. And I just had another person talk about, you know, like, like naturally he's not going to post his website and go, everybody check it out. But because the, the mugs went out there and I don't do it for that, but that's a hell of a side effect to it all. So I, I love it. And yeah. Yeah, it the ripple effect. People don't. Yeah, yeah. People, you know, like our budget went. You know, twenty years ago was five hundred dollars a month, and I'm still a small company. I mean, I get to play with whales, but I'm a small business. I'm, I've been mm-hmm. an EO for thirteen years, starting to speak a lot to YPO groups, and people are like, you know, what do you spend on gifting, John? I'm like, well, last this year will probably be about six hundred grand in gifts, and yeah. they're like, how how do you afford to do that? And I'm like, well, you know, if I want to get one of my clients, like you know, whether it's a $10 million business, $5 million business, or even a $100 million business. To, if I wanted to get the owner or the CEO to go sell for me and I wanted to hire them as a sales rep, it'd cost for one person seven figures probably to hire that person as my sales rep. But I, based upon how I love on all my clients, and our clients do the same thing, based upon how they love on their relationships, their referrals, their partners, their centers of influence, for six hundred grand, you could get a 1,000 people thousand executives, a thousand CEOs, a thousand founders to go sell in five words from that founder is worth more than 5,000 words from the best sales rep on the planet. Mm -hmm. So I actually spend 
six hundred grand or invest six hundred grand to get a thousand people to go out and sell on my behalf. That's a pretty good, you know, cost per you know sales rep like out there. So so people are like, man, that seems silly. That seems dumb. And I'm like, you'll spend a bunch of money on trade shows and billboards and Facebook ads and all this other stuff. That's fine. But all of your competitors do the exact same thing. So it's table mm-hmm. stakes. It's like having a pissing match. I'm like, most people's gifting, they think it's at a seven, but really it's at a negative three. Mm-hmm. But if you just got to a five, you, you like, it stands out so far and away and above. Like most people, when they send out gifts, like you did, if they do a Yeti mug, they usually do a Yeti knockoff and they mm-hmm. go as yeah. cheap uh-huh. as they can versus going like, all in. Yeah. And, uh. and, and they're like, what's the relationship worth to you? Five grand, 10 grand, 20 grand? in a hundred bucks really to have somebody out there now actively selling for you on top of the fact that they bought their own gift. They're already paying you money. So like it's not costing you anything. It's a reinvestment of profits that you already made from them. But most people cut corners and like, well, John, I don't have to do the gift. I'm like, of course you don't have to do a gift. You don't have to do a gift for your wife either. You know, (laughs) dummy. Like if you only do gifting when you have to, after a deal's done or after a referral's given, like I don't allow our clients when they're, whether a million dollar company or a billion dollar company, you're just dealing with human beings. And if you only give gifts to your spouse or significant other or your client after a deal's done or after referrals given, it's just a tit for tat relationship. You turn that relationship into a transaction. You do this, I do that. Whereas gifts show up just because, and you invest in those relationships just because, not because you had to, but because you wanted to. That's how I can send the state, you know, a client can hire us and we can send the same stupid knife set to a thousand people a thousand of their clients or referral sources or whatever. And every single person, you know, almost all of them are blown away because they're like, what do you mean? I, I didn't do anything. Like you sent this just out of the blue. And, you know, the little things around it make a difference. The handwritten note that you talked about, the personalization, people are like, well, John, I, how am I going to get any branding if I don't put my logo on it? I'm like, if I gave you a Rolex 10 years from now, would you have to, like, would you forget who gave you that Rolex? And nobody on the, everybody says, well, well, no. And I'm like, exactly. If you give a stress ball, you better put your logo on it because it's a stupid gift from China that's crappy that nobody wants. But you give somebody a handmade Cutco knife that has their name on it, or you give somebody a custom leather journal that costs a couple hundred dollars that was best in class that's going to be like made to pass down to their kids or grandkids. You give somebody not a trinket, but a, or a token. I hate the word token. People are like, well, you know, it's a token of my appreciation. I'm like, would you ever call that relationship a token relationship? They're like, well, no. And I'm like, why would you call it a token then? Like, you're basically giving yourself an out for giving a sucky, crappy gift. And uh, I'm like, it's an artifact. It should be, it should be representative of the value you place on the relationship, whether you're giving it to your spouse or your client or your employee. And most people, they ask themselves, what's the least I can get away with here and not look like a schmuck? Versus my original mentor, Paul, would ask himself, what's the most I can do here? What's the most I can afford to do? And when you ask yourself that, whether it's with your spouse, your kids, your parents, your client, your center of influence, when you say, what's the most I can afford to reinvest in this relationship, it starts to flourish because people feel they can tell when you cut corners or you held back, whether it's your spouse or your best client. Or, or if you went all in on it. And most people in business, they think gifting is a check the box at Christmas. And they don't realize, hey, that's the worst time on the planet to send a gift because they're all of your clients and centers of influence and vendors and partners all have 47 gifts sitting on their conference table and it's ready to collapse 
from all the candy and junk and wine and bourbon and golf stuff and, you know, Harry and David pears and all the same stupid stuff. Um, but the other thing is, is like, it's not quality. They're never going to remember it because it was given out of obligation versus because you wanted to go all in on them. And so uh, if your tribe you know, doesn't want to go buy the book, but wants like to avoid at least the worst gifts to avoid giving, they can go download for free uh, the 10 worst gifts to avoid giving if you want referrals. And it's, uh, it's the givers with an S, the givers edge.com. And it walks through why food's the worst, uh, why alcohol is the worst, why gift cards are the worst. And uh, not only does it list the item, but it also gives an explanation. But it's none of it's rocket science, like I said. But nobody, like, there's no MBA class at Harvard on how to be a good gift giver. And yet, in every business on the planet, whether you sell toilet paper or whether you build houses, everybody says their business is built on relationship and nobody has a relationship plan. So it's funny you say that. And first off, guys, the, the book is on Audible. So there's no excuse because you're listening to this. You're obviously a, a listener and that's how you learn. So and you're driving around in your truck all day because you're a contractor. So it's on audio, uh, Audible. Go check it out. But for, for that, that idea that my business is built on relationships, but then you do nothing to actually foster those aside from going to like a BNI or a networking group. I hear this all day long where people I say, well, what makes you different than your, your competitor? And they go, well, I just really focus on customer experience and I, I make the customer feel good. I'm like, okay, so why do you have a 3.7 star rating on Google? And they don't know what, oh, well, it's a bad customer and a this and a that. And I think what, what happens is, is everybody says they're customer focused and they're relationship focused, but only <laughs> when the wind's at their back and they're dealing with a good customer. But as soon as the pain in the ass shows up, they're out, they're no longer customer focused. So it's funny how you can believe one thing, but the actions that you take are the opposite. So it, it's, yep. it's a fantastic thought of just, you know, you say that, but are you actually living that out? So you, you brought up the idea that Christmas is the worst time to give gifts. So when should you do this? And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to give enough away that it gets people to go, okay, I definitely got, need to go read the book without giving the whole book away. So as far as, as timing of gifts, when is an appropriate time to give a gift? Is there an appropriate time or is it just whenever? Yeah, well, I, no, there's definitely, I, I call it planned randomness. Mm -hmm. And uh, and we all know like the Ritz-Carlton is well known, you know, for decades, you know, surprise and delight. You know, and that's why like if you, you know, I call it no ABC gifting. So no anniversaries, no birthdays, no Christmas, whether it's your employees, your centers of influence, those are table stakes. If you want to do gifts around them, fine. But don't expect people to be like blown away and be like, oh my gosh, you're so thoughtful. Oh my gosh, I got to I gotta tell my friends. Oh my gosh, I got to send you a, a deal or referral. It's like, those are expected times. Mm -hmm. And so for us, you know, a gift at times, uh, you know, we'll gift even prospects to say, hey, thanks for your time. Like people are like, well, well I, you don't have the deal yet. I'm like, if somebody gives you, whether they're a client or a prospective client or a partner or whoever, somebody gives you an hour of their time that could be worth hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands of dollars an hour, depending upon who your prospect is. And that's, an, that's, you know, like you can always go make more money. You can't make more time. That's time away from their family, time away from their business, time away from their hobby, time away from exercising, you name it. Time is our most valuable asset and most people waste people's time. So I thank prospects all the time. If they jump on the phone with me and spend 30 minutes with me or my team, I'll send them a $250 gift saying, hey, thanks for carving out the time, blah, blah, blah. 
And oftentimes people are like, are you serious? Like you just sent me a gift like that. Like, and you didn't ask for the deal. You didn't ask for referrals. You just acknowledge me for this asset, this time that I never will get back. I'm like, absolutely. I, I believe that like, that's one of the most valuable things you can appreciate. The other time that we send gifts is just because, and it's not usually after deals done for some of the home builders that we work with, we have them send gifts at the six month and 12 month mark after a, a addition's done or after a home's been built. And they, they'll do some sort of, you know, basket, welcome basket, whatever else when they move in of consumables. But that's like table stakes. Like who cares? It's going to get consumed and forgotten about. But mm-hmm. when the, you know, the customized, you know, five to 10 piece knife set shows up that's personalized with their name and it shows up six or 12 months later saying, hey, you know, like as you celebrate with your family, here's some artifacts, enjoy, blah, blah, blah. And, and it's packaged well, there's handwritten note, all these things are executed properly down to the details. That person is like, you built the home for me 12 months ago and you're still saying thank you. You got my money. You got, you, like, you don't have to do this. Mm-hmm. And when a gift shows up randomly out of the blue, or that's what it feels like, that other person's gratitude and their like the likelihood of them reciprocating and referring business goes through the roof because it showed up at a time when it was totally unexpected. That's why like real estate companies, their people reach out like, John, I want to do a closing gift. I'm like, and, you know, do you want to invest a dollar and get ten dollars back out like an ATM machine? And they're like, well, yeah. And I said, well, then don't do a closing gift. Do a gift at the six-month mark, the 12-month mark, the 18-month mark. Do times that they're not expecting it. Don't do it at the time as all your competitors. And they're like, oh, I get it now. So the timing needs to be ongoing, number one. Like most people like, you know, they do the gift and then they're done. And they don't keep in touch with the relationship. I have relationships I've had that have been clients for, you know, ongoing for 15 years. And, you know, it took me seven years of sending gifts to the Cubs before they became a client. And most people, they, they're one and done. And I'm like, if you only tell your wife that you loved her on the, you know, your wedding day at the altar, like how great's your marriage in year five or 10? Like pretty sucky, right? Like, <laughs> like showing gratitude and appreciation is an ongoing thing. If you want them to become salespeople for you, then you need to love on them ongoing. Like the people that we're most loyal to, we go all in on not once or twice, it's ongoing. And people think they have loyalty because somebody sticks around as a client. Like that's passive loyalty. Active loyalty is when somebody's willing to go actively, you know, as an employee, an active loyal, an actively loyal employee is recruiting their family and friends to come work for you. If they're not doing that, then there's something wrong with the culture of your company. And if your clients aren't actively sending you referrals, there's something wrong with the relationship that you have with your, your client because they actively loyal relationship is somebody who opens their mouth and talks about and goes to bat for that person, that company, that brand, a passively loyal person sticks around and sits on their hands. I'll take one actively loyal relationship over a hundred passively loyal. And most people think they have loyalty and what they have is worth nothing. So you brought this up during this and, and quick question on it all. How important is how you gift versus just what you gift? Yeah, the what the people when they come to us and say, John, we want you to do our all our gifting, you know, show us a catalog. And I'm like, we don't have a catalog. And they're like, well, What do you mean? I want to pick out the gift. And I'm like, Is it a gift for you? And they're like, well, No, it's for my client, for my employee. I'm like, Oh, so, but you want to pick it out. And most people, when they're doing gifting, they shop for what they think is cool. They shop for themselves. They shop with their own eyes. 
Mm-hmm. And that's the reason people are like, well, Don, I don't like your stupid knives. And I'm like, I don't care that you like the stupid knives. Do you like referrals? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, well, then let us, like, I've been picking out gifts and my team of giftologists have been picking out gifts for, for 19 years. Who do you think is going to pick a better gift that's going to be effective for you for the next decade? You after 30 seconds of flipping through a catalog or my team that does it all day, every day. It'd be like me trying to build a house. You know how long it takes me to build a house? Like I've never built a house before, but yet I'm going to, after 30 seconds, think I'm going to go build a house. No way. And same with the website. People decided like, I'm going to go build my own website. I'm like, oh, you know, good luck with that. Why don't you hire somebody that does it every day, all day for the last decade? Mm -hmm. And gifting is the same way. People think because they bought gifts before that they're good gift givers. And I'm like, can I talk to your wife and ask her how good you are at buying gifts? And they're like, no, I suck at buying gifts for my wife. And I'm like, you think you're going to be good at buying gifts in business? Like the gift itself, ironically enough, is only 50% of the impact. It's out of the seven steps we walk a client through when we're doing all of their gifting for them. The last step is picking out the gift, who you're sending the gift to, how you're personalizing it, what the handwritten note says, the timing of the gift, how it's packaged, what's engraved on the piece that personalizes it. All of that is more important than the item itself. The item, when you're dealing, especially with affluent people, they can go buy their own knife set. They can go buy their own Yeti cup. Mm-hmm. What makes it, it's really the item itself is just a delivery vehicle for an emotion. And if you miss one part, it's like baking bread. People are like, John, I've done giftology. It doesn't work. And I'm like, well, did you personalize it? They're like, no. They're like, did you do this? No. I'm like, imagine if you baked bread and you decided, you know what? I'm going to leave the yeast and the water out today because I don't think it really matters. Like, you're not going to get bread. I don't care how <laughs> many times you, you try to bake it. If you don't put the right ingredients and recipe in, then you're not going to get bread. And if you think that you're going to follow giftology and cut any one of the parts of the recipe or the corners and get the same response and get a, a 10x or a 100x or a 1,000x ROI, you're not. If you give out crappy stuff from China, you're not going to get the response. If you give out stuff and put your logo on it, you're not following the recipe. And so when we walk all of our clients through, and I'll, I'll give your, if you guys, you know, we charge thousands of dollars to develop a plan for a client just to develop the plan, the strategy, the relationship plan. If your tribe wants to go download that for free without our team walking through it, of course, they just be on their own dime of figuring it out. Um, but they can get the whole playbook, even without buying the book, they go to giftologyplan.com and it's 19 years worth of who should you be sending gifts to? What should your budget be? How do you make it a math equation? What should the timing be? We walk people through everything. And really at the end of the day, like, We're not starving for clients. So if somebody doesn't want to hire us, I just want people, leaders specifically, to go be more radically generous and thoughtful with their employees, their clients, and their referral partners, and and anybody that's in their business. Because if if people start being more generous with the relationships, like good things start to happen in people's life and their business. And I, I can't handle all of the companies in the world you know, to do all their gifting for them. I would rather inspire people to go do it on their own, or at least try to do it on their own. Because at, at a core level, like generosity and being more thoughtful is one of our core values. And my, my kind of BHAG is to get a million leaders to be radically generous year round. And if that happens, the trickle down effect is that hundreds of millions of people are affected in a good way, in a thoughtful way. Um, but, uh, but the recipe is there. Like the recipe, anybody can steal the recipe if they want to and go use it. And guys, just you know, we'll we'll put all those links in the show notes, so you don't have to be driving and writing this stuff down. We'll uh, just go back later and we'll hook you up. So, 
John, last question, man, is somebody who's small and going, you know what? I keep hearing Rolex and Cutco and Yeti. I just don't have the money for that. Is there something that, that somebody who's just starting out can do with a smaller price point that still makes a huge impact? Yeah, well, what I'd say is that I won't allow a single gift to go out to for when a client hires us. They're like, mm -hmm. hey, we're going to type up this note. I'm like, the handwritten note that goes with it, the gift is more important than what you're sending. The gift, like, if you think about it, like people can go buy their own stuff from Amazon. That's why I won't allow gifts to ship from Amazon because it has to have a handwritten note. It needs to feel like one, it, from one human to another human. And so I have college kids that reach out and they're like, John, yeah, I want to do this. And I'm like, you could actually do this. Instead of buying beer for the year, take mm -hmm. that $1,000 and go invest it into four of your professors, your mentors, or people that you want to build a relationship with. And so I would rather have somebody invest in four people, you know, at a couple hundred dollars each and go all in on four people than go mediocre on 40 or 400 or 4,000. That's what most people do, though. They divide their client list by whatever random budget they came up with. And that's why people send, you know, peanut brittle and Amazon gift cards, Starbucks gift cards, and, uh, and you know, stupid stuff for 15 bucks or calendars. Mm -hmm. And so what I'd say is that if you have zero dollars, A, you know, maybe redirect money from, you know, billboards or advertising or some of the other stupid stuff that you're like not getting an ROI from. Uh, what I would say is that take your top 10 most important relationships, take an hour for each of them and write the nicest handwritten note on the nicest paper that you have and send it out to them. Or if you really want to blow somebody away, uh, it'll make you feel uncomfortable, but go read the handwritten note to your employee or to your client. And the likelihood of both of you crying, if it's a heartfelt note, is pretty high. Both of your gratitude and joy and happiness will go up. There's been studies, hundreds of studies done on this. But we all crave appreciation. Like, it's not about, like, in America, we don't need more stuff. But we all crave to be acknowledged and appreciated. And we all have room for an artifact in our life. And so what I would say is that if you can't afford to do something at a world-class level, at least Take world-class paper and put pen to paper. I don't care if your handwriting looks like, you know, a six-year-old like mine does. Mm -hmm. Write out the note, give it to the person, and start pouring into your relationships, whether it's $1,000 a year or whether it's $10,000 a year. Like, we have clients from solopreneurs all the way up to, you know, the biggest companies in the world in every industry on the planet. And the reason is because we get, we get pushback all the time. They're like, John, does this work in technology? And I'm like, are there human beings in there? And they're like, well, yeah. And I'm like, well, then it works. Because this is whether you're a person of faith or not, this is how God's wired us. We're wired to want to reciprocate. We're wired to crave acknowledgement and appreciation. The reason most people, you know, leave a company or get pissed off at a company is they don't feel heard. They don't feel like you care. They don't feel like they matter. And that goes for every industry on the planet. That goes for every company, whether you're a company of two people or 20,000 people, like most people don't leave because of money. They leave because they're not feeling heard and appreciated. And so what I'd say is like, take the excuses out. College kids are using giftology. I have people that are, you know, giving the book to their professor. I, I have every industry, every size company on the planet as a client or as somebody who's a raving fan advocate, because this taps into our humanity and anybody can do it. John, I love it, man. I appreciate you coming on. So where's the uh, where's the best place for people to go to either connect with you or, or interact with you or consume your stuff? 
Yeah, I mean, I gave the two free resources so they don't even mm-hmm. have to go buy the book. But I mean, obviously, buying the book on Amazon, there's like six different ways to buy it on Amazon. Giftology Group, uh, all one word, giftologygroup.com is our uh, is our core website. But at the end of the day, um, you know, if you Google Giftology or anything like that, it'll uh, it'll pop up uh, on that first page, and uh, there's plenty of stuff to consume for free. Cool, man. Well, John, thank you so much for coming on. This has been super awesome to hear it straight from your mouth because, again, I've read the book several times. So it's uh, it's cool to actually kind of shoot it on this live. So thanks, man. Hey, thanks for having me, Logan. Thank you. All right. So that was my interview with John Rulin. Make sure you go ahead and hop in our book club for next month, aka this month. The book that we're doing is They Ask, You Answer by Marcus Sheridan, which is a staple in my mind in every contractor's bookshelf. So They Ask, You Answer by Marcus Sheridan. And do me a favor, if you have not left us a review on this podcast, that would be super helpful to let us know how we're doing. See you next time.